Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Not Your Mother's History Class. I'm Sydney. And I'm Caleb. And today's topic is a very upsetting one. When I first read about it, it absolutely floored me because it had not come up in any of my previous searches for disturbing history facts. And I really believe that this one truly is disturbing. And very much not well known, or at least what is known of it, is misunderstood. So trigger warnings for today are going to be mental illness and abuse. Those sound, I think, on the surface probably to be pretty mild, especially compared to some other things we've covered with war and whatnot, but it it has deeper reasons for being disturbing. It's rough. It is rough. Mm-hmm. So. so we all know that John F. Kennedy had quite a few siblings. Mm-hmm. So today we are talking about his oldest sister, Rosemary Kennedy. Okay. Rosemary Kennedy was born in 1918 to Rose and Joseph Kennedy. So the disturbing part of this starts on the day of her birth. Okay. So when Rose Kennedy went into labor, because of the widespread Spanish flu epidemic, her physician was literally not available for her labor. And all that was there was a nurse. Wow. Which nurses are very capable, but right. the physician, especially, you know, in 1918... Um, the physician instructed the nurse to hold her legs closed if the baby tries to come before he gets there. Now, we all know that is literally not how birth works. What? Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why that was a thing. Oh, my God. So, of course, that failed, and Rosemary uh, tried to make her way into the world, as she should. And this part upsets me. I guess also trigger warning is childbirth. I'm explaining some complications with childbirth. The nurse held Rosemary's head in the birth canal to keep her from coming out for two hours. She was held there in the birth canal by the nurse's hand for two hours. Now, this is the only specifics I could find about actually physically what was going on, and everything was reading that it Basically, was like the nurse was literally holding the baby's head. It very very upsetting. So, I have no way of ever knowing what childbirth feels like, but this is making me squirm. And obviously, I and don't know what it what it is or what it feels like. I mean, but like two hours is a is a long time, but I'm sure it feels like an eternity. And the whenever fact you're, that you have a child, well, the nurse like, was so afraid to just let her give birth. I don't know. And that that part, there's not a lot of details as to why the nurse listened to the doctor because I feel like that's something you just let happen. But regardless, she was held there in the birth canal for two hours. And due to this happening, she lost a lot of oxygen to her brain. Rosemary did. Lost a lot of oxygen to her brain, which is what is speculated to be the reason for some complication she has that shows very early in her life. So very early on in Rosemary's life, her parents started to notice that she was not learning to walk and talk as quickly as her brothers did. And as she was the oldest sister, so all of her siblings at the time, when you know when she was very young, were, were boys. So they were comparing it to how their sons were developing mm-hmm. and said that she was not developing as quickly as they were. As she grew older and started to attend school, she was quickly falling behind other kids that were her age. And that was noted very quickly. 
Because of all of these signs, her parents and teachers noted that she was intellectually challenged. For example, when she was 15 years old, she was only reading at a fourth grade level. Oh, so wow. like about nine or 10 years old. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, a very big difference. And despite the fact that she was having some trouble learning as quickly as the other kids and reading or, or anything mm -hmm. as quickly as other kids her age, she apparently always had still a very positive attitude. And this is a direct quote that the articles that I was pulling from didn't tell me exactly who this was. I'm guessing an educator or maybe a family member that stated this, um, that she was an affectionate, warmly responsive and loving girl. She was so willing to try to do her best, so appreciative of attention and compliments and so hopeful of deserving them. That is so sweet. And it makes breaks my heart because it makes me really sad, sad because I know where this We'll yeah, go. Caleb does know where this is going at because when I read this, I was pretty, like, really shook up about yeah. it to where I was like, I have to tell you this now. Like, I don't want you to wait until we do the podcast. But that just breaks my heart to know that they she noted her being such a, like, a loving person. But anyway, so we'll get to why that's really sad. So behaviorally speaking, she seemed totally fine as a young child. But it was when she moved into her teen and young adult years, she started showing some behavioral problems. Okay. She was she began throwing tantrums that often turned violent, injuring herself or others. Mm. And again, this was the first sign um, that I read about where she was showing any kind of like behavior problems. Right. Otherwise, it was just the intellectual um, disability where she was falling behind in school and whatnot. Yeah. So. I also read a lot about how her family moved uh, from the U.S. to Great Britain for something her father was doing. I don't really want to focus on where the family was or what they were doing because I want to focus on her story. Right. Uh, but basically, they were there for a few years. Everything was, was going really well. The Catholic school she was in in Great Britain was doing really well for her. She was making good progress. And then when it was when they moved back to the U.S. in 1940, when things started to regress. Mm-hmm with Rosemary. She was put in a convent, which is run by nuns. Okay. And it was like a, a place where she stayed all the time. It's like a boarding school. Okay. That makes she sense. was 22 at the time. Okay. So, but she was, she was there. She was in the convent. However, she started sneaking out at night regularly. And the nuns took note of this and I'm sure tried to discipline her and tell her, you know, you can't do that. Right. Yeah. But what she was doing was she was going out to bars and seeking sexual partners, and that was a problem. So the family, more specifically Joseph Kennedy, her father, hmm. was concerned that it was going to result in an unwanted pregnancy or an STD or anything that would have reflected poorly on the family's reputation because... When it comes down to it, that is all he cared about. He did not care about her. Can't have that in the Kennedy family. No. Oh, no, no. Mm -hmm. Because at this time, her brothers, she had several brothers who were pursuing political careers. Yep. John and Robert, I know yep. of. Yep. I think there was one more. I don't know. But that was the most important thing to him. So he was concerned that she was doing these things. And he was worried that it was going to get out. And that it was going to be bad press and, you know have a bad reputation on the family for her behavior. That's what he was worried about. That's what he was worried about. Yeah. Not that his daughter needed better help than what she was receiving. 
Apparently during this time that she was sneaking out and misbehaving, you know, at 22 years old, she was also becoming increasingly more irritable and difficult to deal with, is what the family said. That she All was right. irritable and difficult to deal with. Yeah. So her father, Joseph Kennedy, decided that this needed treatment. Her being difficult to deal with needed treatment. I'm sure that there was treatment that maybe nowadays they could have gotten for her, mental health care, that would have helped her. Proper care. Proper care. Yeah. However, we know in 1940 that was not available, unfortunately. So, what Joseph Kennedy did was looked for treatment. So, this is where it starts to get dark. As you know, in the 1940s and during that time, lobotomies were a legitimate medical procedure that doctors would perform. Still blows my mind to think about this, but yes. Yeah. Dr. Walter Freeman proposed a lobotomy as a solution to Rosemary's problems. Rosemary was not consulted about this procedure. This was all her father's communication with this doctor. Mm. And this doctor believed that he could fix her behavioral issues with a lobotomy. So him and Dr. James Watts performed this procedure together on Rosemary. Okay. Her mother was not made aware that this was happening. Really? Her mother had no idea. Wow. So this was in 1941 when Rosemary was 23 years old. Again, and this part just baffles me that she was 23 years old. The goal of a lobotomy, and specifically the one that was being performed on Rosemary, the goal was to sever the link between the prefrontal cortex of the brain from the rest of the brain. I do not want to go in the details of the surgery, although there were details online. If you want to look up exactly what they did. If you, you do. Yeah, if you do, you can. I'm just not going to cover that. But they were successful in in doing what that very thing of severing that link. Successful lake. is a big term here. <laughs> However, I'm also very disturbed by the fact that she was heavily sedated, but she was conscious through the entire lobotomy. And they did this so that they could talk to her and ask her questions throughout the procedure and decided that when her answers to her quest to the questions became incoherent, that's when they would stop. That is just so brutal. I mean, maybe that's the correct way to determine if I don't think the there, procedure there is was no successful. Way. Like that's just messed up. It's that's Ooh. So when apparently she, I, I read two different things that said she started becoming incoherent and another that said she stopped speaking altogether. I couldn't determine which was correct, but I, either one of those was the way they were able to tell that they had done what they wanted to do. This is just making me squirm. Uh, it's thinking it's about making it. me it's... squirm and it's making me extremely, extremely sad. Yeah. So after the lobotomy, it was clear very quickly that the procedure was had gone wrong, even though I don't know how they would have measured whether it had gone right. And yeah, I, I, was about I don't to even say. know what that looks like. Like what how does the lobotomy go correctly? So it was very clear immediately that something had gone terribly wrong. She could no longer walk by herself or talk by herself. Wow. She had the mental capacity of a two year old. Two year old. 
a toddler. Yep. 23 years old. Can't walk. Can't talk. Immediately after the procedure, she was institutionalized, sent away, and basically it was as if she had just disappeared. Her siblings had no idea what happened to her. And that is something that's repeated in all of the sources I found was that her siblings had no idea where she was, but I'm assuming her mother was made aware afterwards what had happened and knew yeah. she was institutionalized. But her siblings did not. It was kept from them and kept from the public. Also, her family wrote off her disappearance and, you know, lack of public image as she's just reclusive. So they 100% just lied hmm. about her so probably, as to not make the family look bad. Probably something Joseph Kennedy spun up as a I'm reason sure. for her disappearance. Yep. Oh, you know... Rosemary going off, you know. Yeah, she's just all to herself, and that's... Oh, that is messed up. Mm -hmm. It was not until 20 years later that her siblings were made aware of what had happened after their father, Joseph Kennedy, suffered a severe stroke that left him incapacitated. I'm not sure what that had to do with the connection. Um, maybe it was the fact that their mother was able to be honest with them and tell them what happened. Hmm. But after that, had after he had a stroke... In 1961 was when the all of her siblings found out about where she had been for 20 years. This also means that for 20 years she received not a single visitor in the institution she was in. Not a single one. Not even her mother came and visited her in those 20 years. And that even works. to the day that her father died, he never visited her. Ever. So after that day that he put her there... He never saw her again. I think we need to go back and remember that Joseph Kennedy did this to clear a black sheep from the family. So that his sons could have successful political careers. And guess what? They did. And That is just so it, evil. It I is, think is the word it, that is evil appropriate. Evil is the correct word. Yes. The lobotomy itself did not become public knowledge until 1987 was when, like, the rest of the world found out. Well, not even the rest of the world, because had you ever heard of this? No. No. I hadn't heard of this. Because everything else in her family overshadowed any kind of struggle that she ever had. I actually asked someone else uh, before we started filming this episode if they had ever heard of it, and all they knew about Rosemary Kennedy was that she was mentally challenged. Hmm. But they would have the assumption that she was mentally challenged, like, from birth and that right. she lived her whole life mentally challenged and one would probably assume had as happy a life as, as she could, you know, in that family. But they had no idea that it was due to a lobotomy that her father arranged that was not necessary, that went terribly wrong, that ruined the rest of her life. Rosemary Kennedy lived out the rest of her days in St. Coletta's, a residential care facility in Jefferson, Wisconsin, until her death in 2005. What? She was 86 years old. She died of natural causes. That's all it said was natural causes. Okay. But 86 years old, she died in 2005. That is so many years of her... Being alone. Just being alone and... Apparently, mm. from what I read, her siblings tried to be as involved in her life as they could after they found out. 
20 years without seeing any years. She was 43 years old before she saw her family again. She was put there when she was 23. So she was God. 43 before she saw her family again. Any of her family. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I hate that it was such a heavy one, such a sad one, but yeah. unfortunately that does come with the type of podcast we chose to do. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to cover it regardless of the fact that it is very much bumming me out and Caleb as well. Her story needed to be told. It did. And I hope that plenty of people see this and know exactly now what happened to her because it should have been known a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.